seeking collaborations with influential people. At GZPR, we create passion-fueled collaborations that go beyond traditional representation, a performance agency that onboards new clients every month. Our focus is on POC collaborations. Contact us now at hellogzpr.com, a self-aware public relations agency exploring world perspectives with leading talents. Hello and welcome. My name is Tiffany Farragher. Welcome to Get to Know You, a podcast for those who want to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, where conversations can become stronger when we explore our thinking and behavior. Every Tuesday, a new question will be asked to a guest speaker. Genuine people here to have insightful conversations. A big announcement, a new course has started called How to Get to Know You. We'll be giving away the first lesson for free on the website. The link is available in the show description. My guest speaker today has been described as a straightforward, no BS, empathetic kind of person. Born in Brooklyn, raised on Long Island, New York, Aaron has lived around the island and New York City. Back on Long Island, Aaron now resides in the beach community of Long Beach, where his inspiration comes from watching ocean change on a daily basis. I love that. Formerly the head of art design at J. Walter Thompson, New York, Aaron believes that most design work is created with one of two goals in mind, to either unite or disrupt. Regardless of its goals, Aaron believes in meaningful design, design with purpose that demands we feel something. It is with this purposeful mind that Aaron led the ideation, art direction, and vision on all brands at the agency, including that of the agency itself from 2008 to 2019. For his reputation of mentoring and highly recognized work, Aaron was chosen to participate in the prestigious One Show China Award and Competition Festival in 2018. He led a team of 50 students in a live brief to compete against other teams from the greater China area and was a guest speaker showcasing You, Me and Us, a talk detailing how tech is born from our behavior and therefore we can control it. He also was a presenter and judge for the final awards show where his team won the coveted Client's Choice Award. Aaron was acknowledged in Adweek's 2015 Creative 100 list as top 30 copywriter, art director, and creative director whose smart, funny, and innovative work keeps advertising interesting. While helping brands to find their voice, Aaron has also focused on guiding and developing young talent to grow beyond their potential. In honor of his demonstrated support, he was named Mentor of the Year by the 4A's Multicultural Advertising Intern Program. In 2010, Aaron was a key member of the J. Walter Thompson team behind the Human Rights Watch Burma campaign, an interactive installation that called for the release of 2,100 political prisoners. The campaign won five lines at the Cairns and a black pencil at the D&AD Awards. Prior to joining J. Walter Thompson, Aaron spent three years at Saatchi and Saatchi, winning a Grand Prix for Tide Ultra at the 2007 Cannes Lions Festival. That same year, the shop was named Cannes Agency of the Year. Prior to Saatchi and Saatchi, Aaron spent five years working at Fallon Duffy, New York, working in various roles to help bridge the gap between art direction and design. Currently, Aaron runs his own design firm, aptly named Visual Math, where logic, purpose, and creativity come together for successful outcomes. Welcoming Aaron Payton to get to know you. Welcome, Aaron. Thank you. Uh, thanks what for an introduction. Me. Wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> wow, wow. Like this, that was, that was I have so many, there's a lot. That's fun. That's whoa. And there's more. And there's more. So I don't, there's always more. 
there's always more. That's amazing. Like this is incredible. Like I have so many questions. Like like your you know your career has gone through so many different spaces, so many different yeah. areas, and you know you 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 find yourself into all these different different paths. Like yeah. it's, it's super interesting. Like you know going from one to the next. Like for say like from from leading 50 students uh in a team of people like through is it the same basic thing like the same thing that you've been that you've you have experience in is it, is it through art and design or is it through something else no it's through art and design i mean what what happened was so with with design constructs you, you build your future build right so if you think about your career and how, how you want to present, like, where do you want to go? Everyone's like, oh, do you have a five-year plan? I'm like, mm-hmm. I have a plan for tomorrow yeah. that will get me uh, in the direction of five years. But, like, you can't go too far out because too many things change on a daily basis. So if you kind of just put point yourself in a direction that goes, every day I'm going to work towards that direction without going too far, I think that's <clears throat> that's a little better for, for folks because it, it's just – it's easier to get those small goals. So I wanted to go to China and I was doing a lot of work with one show. And, you know, I was like, I knew they had that, that, that show over there. And I didn't realize how big it was and how massive and important that show is for the greater China area. So finally, after four years of like asking, you know, like, Oh, can I go? Yeah. You know, cause I, I think also fortune favors the bold in that sense where you're, you're, you're kind of, you're putting yourself out there. And I think, you know, a lot about that where you just knock on doors and go, Hey, I'm here. And they go, not interested, you, you know, <laughs> and you go, that's okay. Because, you know, I'll be here in, in six months and ask again. And uh, eventually I got the opportunity to go. And th- that trip was so massive. It, it was so big. First of all, it was because the way I got there, it was in Shanghai. It was like 24 hours to get there. Mm-hmm. It was like a lot. And then when I was there, did not realize the scale of it. And then did not realize there were 50 students that you had to unite as a team. And then everyone had their own goals and, and, and what they wanted to achieve. So you had to break everyone out. And then everyone started creating this you know, their own types of work. And then what does the big larger team want to represent? And then what do the individual teams want to represent? And then what's going to go forward? There's a lot of like, you know, people like, I kid you not, these, these kids, these students, they were sleeping in the room for like Mm -hmm. an hour to get up, to go back to work. Wow. Yeah. it, It was amazing to watch that just, just the drive that they had to want, because for this, this is a huge ticket for them to, to go on to better things. And, and uh, you know, and and you want success for everyone. You really want them to achieve and and do the best they can, not for yourself, but for them, like you're there as a guest, you're in a different country, you're in their country, you're their guest. So you want to make sure, forget about the politics. We're not going into that, but like, you know, these are young talented people that want to achieve things and you're bringing in a perspective that they don't, they're not aware of. So, you, you know, you have to respect that. And, you know, we get the live brief from the client, the client came in and briefed us, you know, it was crazy. And then we're in this big room and uh, it's, it, I'll tell you something. It's one of the most iconic buildings in Shanghai it used to be their slaughterhouse Ooh. and a massive slaughterhouse. So it's all beautifully 
you look at it and you can't, it was designed to kill animals, but like in, in a certain way and in, in, in mass, but without that, it's just a beautiful piece of architecture. Uh, anyway, a long story short, you know, we were going through the award ceremony and, and they didn't win. Uh, they didn't win the main awards. And then what happened was then came the client award. And, you know, at this point, everyone was de dejected and they were just like, you know what, we're, we're, we might as well just write it off. And then the clients gave it to them. Oh. And boy, did, did, did we all just go crazy because like, that means it worked, right? Yeah. That wasn't somebody's opinion. That was a client saying this, I would buy. Yeah. I would buy this for us. That means we hit the mark right on the head and they, and they didn't pick, you know, anyone else we were it. So I felt, uh, felt great about that. I felt great for them. And, you know, it was, it was a crazy trip. It, it was a lot of work. Like we were working till three o'clock in the morning, you know, they were sleeping there day in and day out. It was amazing. That's awesome. That's amazing. Like I love the determination, but people like, you know, the, the, the culture in China is known to push themselves that yeah. to those levels of extreme to, to for them to reach certain goals like they're olympians they train them since they've all right. you know all, all yeah, of these yeah. people yeah did you find yourself having to change like you know with among different cultures and i'm sure like you know if you've when you travel around and if you yeah. whilst you're working like is there a perspective on on you know it's so different that the way that they create the, yeah, the way that you create and you have to show them, hey, look at look at it from this kind of perspective. I mean, that, 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 that's a great point because the one takeaway was, and I know this sounds very typical or contrived to say, is that they really know how to execute. Mm, what does that mean? What do you mean by that? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. All right. All right. All right. Tell yeah, me. Yeah. That's my, my pause. I was just doing okay. my little pause piece. All right. You know, they know how to execute. They really don't know how to ideate. And I think that's a cultural thing because they're not taught to think past what they're told to do. Ah. Uh. Yeah. So I think there was a struggle there where it was like, well, you could do this, you could do that. And they're like, well, I'm going to make this. Mm -hmm. Like, right, but why are you going to make that? Mm. Like, why are you going to make that? Like, you know, everything in design as you, you nicely... Why? To do the why what is the why of your life what is the why of the project what what is the outcome you're looking to to achieve sure. you know when you're creating you're you're making things for someone else to experience whether yeah. it's a printed communication it's a building it's a car it, whatever we interact with things on daily basis that are designed for mm -hmm. a purpose. Mm -hmm. you know so if you have that in mind you can be more targeted in what you're making uh yeah. So they, so it, their mindset was quite fixed. Were you able to make them see differently? Were you able to go, yeah, yeah. Okay, I would like you to, you know, explore other yeah. areas? Yeah. Yeah. So I had a partner, which was also very strange because they partner you because of the language barrier. They partner you with uh, someone from the surrounding countries. Right. So I was partnered with a gentleman from Singapore sure. and, this guy, Mark, and his wife, Sarah, like, they are great people. You should check them out. They're amazing. Um, and so Mark and I, you know, worked through a lot of that where it was like trying to communicate to them that they are free to go. And we gave a time span. It's like, here's your time to 
go crazy and like think anything you want out of the box. We will help you hone it in, pull it in. Um, and, you know, because you have to go, you lead by example. So it's like, well, if, you know, for example, we can make this thing over here or we can make this thing in over there. Why each option could work, but which one's better and why? And get them to answer that, interact with them, and then they're able to start to move slowly. But it's weird because the, everything was defaulted back to, I'm going to make, I'm going to make this, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, great, you, that does nothing. It has yeah. no purpose. It, it doesn't say anything. Yes, it's yeah. cool. Yes, it's cool. You've done this like AR app in like two days, but like, you know, that's not going to achieve the client's goal. Yeah. So that's just a thing, right? It's not part of a bigger construct. Mm-hmm. It's it's a one-off that will come and go and there won't be anything, there won't be any uh, effect left over for the consumer or the person who's interacting with it. Mm. Interesting. That like, you know, yeah. Sorry. Continue. No, it's it, what, advertising is sticky, right? So it gets stuck in your head. You know, you hear a jingle, you hear something and you're just like, oh, you know, like, oh, love that chicken at Popeye's, you know, and not that you would know that. But that's like a thing that's on the commercial. Every single, if you're watching a lot of TV or if you have it on, it's just repetitive. And through even psychologists will say, you know, through repetition, it changes the brain, right? And how it thinks. And I think we've talked about that in the past where there are, you know, tapes or that people listen to to get themselves all for alcohol or stuff on a daily basis it's like i won't ingest or i won't do this or drugs or what have you you know but on the reverse of that you have jingles or things like that that are super repetitive and you have people in front of the tv a lot you know then they're going to get stuck in it's going to get stuck in their head and that that's what they're gonna i diverted a little bit because that goes more into like you know how things in life program you to think a certain way, whether you want to be Insta famous or what, you know, but like you see and you want to do. Yeah. And you don't. And somewhere along the way, the thinking, at least in the US, has, has dropped a little bit where mm-hmm. it's like, what is our purpose? Is the purpose money, fame, what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure the, China, the, the main purpose, money, right? I, I mean, for some, for some. Yeah. I'm not driven by money. I'm driven by projects. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I need money. I, there's, there's a difference. I don't want money. I need money. Yeah, yeah. A, you, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I covet, and I know this is terrible to say, but you, you know, I look at the accomplishments that I've done in the past, and I go, well, that's great. I don't even know how I got there. Sometimes I know mm. I, I got. I know I got there by just pushing, pushing, pushing. And then if I want to replicate that again in the future, and then I ask myself, why do I want to replicate that? You know, what, what is, what is my end goal for that? Like when I was doing all those things, I was like, Oh, I'm doing this so that I can get a better job or, you you know, and I used to get pushback from my, my team a lot. Something, something like, uh, especially in the early days, like, I don't believe in awards. I I don't believe that that's a thing you should strive for. I think you should strive for good work and the awards Mm -hmm. will come. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes and no. It's like, if you want a big fat career, you're going to need the things to back you up so that you can walk into a room and go, I have these, these are my accolades. These are my achievements. This is what I can do for you. 
if you're a, if you're a solo designer or having a small firm, then you you use those to get clients, but it's not going to really land it for you. What's going to land it is successful solutions for your clients. Sure. <laughs> you, you know that's how it's going to work. So one gets you a job in a different sector, the other one gets you a client, but you still have to prove yourself in both areas. Sure. Yeah, you got to look at all these different aspects of that. Do you find people yeah. listen only once you they, once you do have all these awards, like you're better respected, or doesn't change anything? I, I mean, I, I wouldn't know. I haven't been really in the business, you know, that that much. You know, I, it's more like uh, it's it's like anyone who's been to a big school at that point. It's like that's great. You did that how long ago? Yeah. Okay. You know that that's awesome. But what are you doing today? Because. Yeah. It's the same thing when I used to look at portfolios. If I look at portfolios, it's 75% of it's garbage, but they have the one thing in there, it doesn't fit the pattern. So you go, what's that one thing? Is that your breakout moment? Mm. Or is that somebody else's work? Or was that part of another team work? Why, why you know, so when, when you know, you look at a portfolio, it should sort of be unified to tell a story. Sure. Interesting. And I think while your introduction then, there was a part that that's interesting to me that I'd like you to clarify a bit. When it's talking about bridging the gap between art direction and design, what is the difference between art direction and design? Well, that's, a, that's a huge sticky subject there, Tiffany. Is it? <laughs> yeah. uh, not, no, for people in the industry. So there isn't much now, but when when I started out and before you were either an art director or a designer mm-hmm. and it, depending on where you were working or what school of thought you went to, it was a whole separate thing. Like design was lower than art direction at one point. I'm, I'm talking way back before, you know, we were both born. Okay. <laughs> or more like when you were born. Um, but <laughs> but uh, so, so what happened is I caught the remnants of that where people are like, well, designers, help art directors achieve their goals. The art directors and copywriters think and the designer executes, which that's not the case today at all. Like today, designers are equal. And I push for that, right? Mm -hmm. Because I push for that where we think too, we concept as well. And matter of fact, because we can make kind of helps us out a lot, you know, when we're thinking about making things you know, ideating. And it's like, well, we can make it close to fruition to it's final. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, you show a client something that's a sketch versus something that's closer. But um, it, it was, it was a big thing. I mean, I've heard, I've heard terms where people are like, well, designers, unless you're in a design firm, mm-hmm. design and advertising was known to be as uh, like, almost like a pair of hands or uh... something. Yeah. But that's design and advertising. Let me clarify that because that's yeah. important to, to note. You know, design and design firms, designers and design firms right now would hear this and go, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Because, you know, there are so many famous designers that have been around forever that yeah. are revered and coveted and things like that. I'm solely speaking from an advertising perspective. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, okay, so it does vary, like, you know, from not so much design now, in not. different things or not so yeah. much now. Well, I mean, design is different in whatever, you know, 
not, I don't know, let's say category, but like whatever you're doing, design means different things for different people. Sure. There's no one one level design. There's graphic design, there's whatever. Yeah. I mean, architects are designers, you know. Sure, sure. So and now now you have your your design firm. <laughs> yeah. well, it's it's a small fledgling little group of uh crazy people yeah i love it i love it that's amazing yeah. and so and so what's a what's a typical day like for you what are you what are you doing i i am a hunter right now so i hunt and gather whatever i can from a berry to something else like you know it, it doesn't matter you know i'll take whatever i can get part of what i'm doing in this process is 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 basically i'm I'm regrowing my skill set, right? So I spent the last year. Now, <clears throat> you got to figure, like, I've been out of Thompson for, what, two, almost three years, two and a half years? Sure. So the first year was, like, because I was a director, and you slowly move away from the doing. Mm-hmm. You think. You, you can concept, you can sketch, and then hand off to your team. Yeah. You know, and then work with your team to grow them up and like really build them up and go, okay, here's what I'm thinking. If you could beat that, great. If not, you know, we're going to go with this, but this is where I'm, where I'm, this is our starting point. It needs to be because it's based on the brief, whatever. But then, you know, I remember when I had to do something, I was like, oh, let, let me take this project on. Come on. And I take this project on. I go, wait, <laughs> wait a second. Where, where is this? Where is that? I don't remember, you know, so I, I had to struggle through that for a little bit to, to get uh, my speed up again. So I do a lot of brand identity work right now. Uh, I do campaigns. Um, I plug, I go direct to client and I, I do work with only a couple of select agencies um, because again, you know, I need the money. I don't want the money, mm-hmm. you know, and I only mm-hmm. take what I need you, 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 you know so i'm not chasing the big dollar or trying to get rich here i'm trying to regrow a new portfolio mm-hmm. um, that is sans team as a solo act you know my sole direction things that i can put a stake in and say yeah that is 100 all me now i had things like that in the past you know i had things like that in the past and i've always been respectful of giving credits to people um, you know, that helped even me, even a little bit, you know, it's like, yeah, you want to be on the credits, be on the credits. It doesn't matter to me because I'm, I'm in a different mindset. Mm. Like my mindset is it's a discovery, like life's a journey. So this is just a new part of the journey. I don't look at the past and go, I had all that and I'm trying to keep it. Mm -hmm. No, I'm trying to evolve. Mm. You know, what was the flick of this? What was the, the flick, the change of mindset? Why? It's always been that though. Like it's always you, been that. Okay. It's always been that. Like from when I started, because a lot of people know I started in production, mm-hmm. uh, and I moved to become the head of art and design at a big global agency, and I did global work as well. the The thing is, though, was how does somebody go from production, you know, to to doing that? It is a you. You have to have the drive, the talent, and the willing to the willingness to sacrifice, and 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 that that's basically what I did. I worked seven days a week till four or five in the morning overnights, and I, I did it willingly to be able to to push what I'm doing. You know. Yeah. I don't know. 
Just uh, do, we, do you hear that in the hallway? It's not a problem. People it's have their pet. Nah, they have their pets and things too. Uh, okay. Even no, though. that's it's the baby that lives in the hallway. Yeah, no, don't worry. Like people, I think they had. I've had guests who had construction going on next door. I'm like, I don't care. I'm still enjoying yeah. this conversation. We're still doing All right. this. All right, cool. cool, cool. <laughs> don't worry about it. Just checking. No, no, don't worry about it. Yeah, so, oh, okay, so that's that's fantastic. And, like, so once you have built this, your own kind of thing and this is me and this is your portfolio and this is what you're doing, are you planning on, like, you know, going to another direction or, like, where you want I don't know. It, you it's don't like know. the ocean, right? We, we talked about the ocean. Sure. It, it, one of the uh, most incredible things that, as a kid, I watched Yeah. was – there's a lighthouse where I grew up called the Fire Island Lighthouse. Look it up. Okay. Fire seemed, Island Lighthouse. Okay. Fire Island Lighthouse. Yes. And it seems to be in the middle of the land. Because <laughs> usually lighthouses are on a point. Yes. You know, because the ships are trying to get into a place and they don't want them to crash. <laughs> this lighthouse seems to be landlocked. And not landlocked. It's on an island, but it's it's like in the middle of the island where... Okay. It's like doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> but what you learn is sand migrates from uh, the east to the west. And what it did over the years is built the rest of the island up. So at one point, the, the lighthouse was on a point. But mm-hmm. because the sand migrated and built up, it just built this whole new part of the land. Oh, okay. And it's ever since been trying to close off the inlet. <laughs> And they keep dredging. So where, you know, people are coming in and physically doing because it's a traffic way, it wants to close itself off. So there's a nature to what people do because they they inherently want to do it. But there's a fluidity to how you get there. So I can't answer where I'm going next because I just know, like I said, I go from this point to this point. But at the same time, I do it in a direction. Mm hmm. And I build up the things I think I need for, for the future. Sure. Like, do you find like, I like, I love how you said that. I, I love that so much. Do you find that it's like, I'm going to go where I'm pulled where I'm like, you know, that you get that, like you, you feel there's a pull to, to well, some, a, someone or something. It, there's a gut, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And I go with my gut. Like there are a lot of times I've done stuff where people are like, why, why are you doing that? Mm. I don't know. I just feel like I need to do it. Yeah. You know, and it's only work related stuff where you know, <laughs> no money. Many years ago, um, I had an agency from Portugal reach out to me and they were like, love what you did for that can thing, um, the tight stuff. And they're like, can you do something like that for us for mm-hmm. the Red Cross? And I, I said, well, how much does it pay? And they're like, nothing. We have no money. And I said, are you going to put it into shows and PR? And do I get a credit? And they said, yes. And I said, consider it done. I did a bunch of work with these Portuguese, Portuguese agencies that at some point someone met me. And yeah. he, he's like, I thought you were Portuguese. Because when I looked you up, all your stuff is in Portuguese. <laughs> all your credits are in Portugal. Yeah. And that's how big the world is, right? The world is yeah. so big. It's so small at the same time. You're in Spain. I'm in Long Beach, Long Island. And here we are chatting. Like, exactly. it's amazing. Yeah. 
it is. This is a more exciting time to live, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that you did yeah. that for them and, like, no, that's that's fantastic and, you know, it's nice how people look you up and they're like, no, I, we want you, we want, we want your work. This is, you know, and yeah. and it does, you know, int- you're intrigued and you're curious as to, you know, why is that? And then, yeah. and, and it, you don't have to like as well, like, I like that you don't have to like, oh, you know, like, okay, I get credited for this, but you know, I didn't get money, but I still, it's still exciting. It still opens my creative mind. And exactly. Know. Exactly. Like if you don't like, there is, I read this or I heard this, that luck isn't a thing. Mm-hmm. There is no luck. Yeah. Luck equates to being open. If you're open to things, more opportunities present themselves. So therefore you become lucky. Yeah. If you fight against the grain a lot, then you're going to be miserable. You're going to hate your life. You're going to hate everybody around you because you're not getting what you want because mm-hmm. you're going into it with, <clears throat> with, uh, I'm going to make this ocean metaphor come up real quick. You're going against the current, you know, and trying to fight it. So a lot of people drown in rip currents because they try to fight it. And the thing about a rip current is it pulls you out and brings you back. Mm. It brings you back. So once you get sucked up, if you don't, if you, if you kind of, I mean, I think this is just perfect, but if you go with it, but direct yourself towards the, it takes you far out. That's where people get freaked out, but then you can get yourself back once you're out of the rip. Um, but they get tired and they drown, you know? Yeah, so yeah. like that, there's a lot of that in careers where people, especially young people, but I think that's a little antiquated thinking because I see a lot of these, these younger folks coming in and with very focused, very driven. They know what they want. They want to get there, although they want to get there real fast <laughs> You know, and where I know that it takes time because no matter what or how evolved companies are these days, there's still too much politics, too many layers and too much BS and the work gets pushed down. Yeah. You know, because, you know, you have a lot of management that sits up here making a lot of decisions for the people that are actually doing the work. Yeah, no, totally understandable. I like that analogy that you used there. That makes a lot of sense. Just like, you know, go with the flow. Go with the yeah. flow. It's flowing. Don't go against it. I like that. And just well, even getting in that mindset of flow as well. Like that's something yeah. that, you know, a lot of people strive for, but don't don't seem to be able to get themselves into. I, th- I think you have to go through a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I, how you say, I like how you yeah. put it out. <laughs> I don't know if I could say that on your podcast. No, you can. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> All right, cool. But you, you do. You really have to go through a lot. You know, and I, I've in my life, because I've been so open, I've <laughs> got myself into a lot of sticky situations. But, sure. you know, you know, but you, you, the difference between somebody who who it, it's destined to repeat these things is because you're not learning from it. Like everything's an experience to learn from, to grow from, to build from, yeah. to get to, you know, in, in my crazy brain, like a better human being. Yeah. Oh, you, I you love know, that. Yeah. You know, like. like for, for me, the work centers me. That's, that's who I am. That's, you know, I come from a very, you know, not a wealthy background. So work was always something I did. And I always did artwork, like since I've been little, like monetizing artwork is, I used to paint jackets in high school. 
I did like patches for the police, like, you, you know, and this is all one before I was 21, you know, doing this stuff. Yeah. And it, it was just, you know, some was like, I, you want to hear a funny story? That's not I so do. funny. Tell no, me. you don't. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't judge me. Don't judge me. I won't judge you. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So when, when, when I was painting jackets in, in high school, kids would come up and they were like, they were like, oh, I want you to paint my jacket. I'm like, well, how much do you have? And they're like, I have $25. And I'm like, $25 isn't going to do it. I need $50. And they, they were like, no, no, I don't have $50. I'm like, okay, give it to me for $25, but you have to get me the art supplies. They're like, I don't have $50. So how can I buy you the art supplies? I'm like, I don't care how you get the art supplies. You just okay. get the art supplies and, <laughs> and, and give me $25 in the art supplies. And they did. I don't know how they got the art supplies. I, one can That's only not your problem. Not my problem. <laughs> no. I was quite young. I was quite young. That would be not cool now. But, you know, it, I, I think the point I'm trying to make is if there's a will, there's a way. And, and also, like, I know nothing but making things, you know. It, it's, it was inherent because growing up with not a lot of cash, you know, at least my mother was super creative. Like, she painted and... Mm. And, okay, uh, so that's where you got your inspiration from. Like she, you watched yeah. her and you wanted to do the same. Well, yes and no, because like she painted like figures and realism oh. stuff like that, and you know, and my dad was more like crafty. But my my mother made these like it was super crafty from the seventies. She would take a soda can and make these like ornate chairs out of the soda can. What? If you that's look it up, you'll see, you'll see. You see, what I'm like. and I used to look at it and be like, cool, and. And my dad used to like to work with like materials and make stuff. And, uh, but you know, this, this is a, like everyone who knows me knows this story. I was cutting linoleum blocks when I was like eight. You shouldn't give an eight year old a knife, but that's beside the point. I have the scars to prove it, but we were doing, we were doing block printing, you know, in my basement, you, you know, there was, there was, you know, six of us in total. So my two parents and four, four kids and it's like you don't you don't have so creativity becomes a way to express yourself and you know and it's the only thing i truly 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 enjoy <laughs> i mean there are other things i enjoy don't get me wrong yeah. but you know but as far as the business i i couldn't do anything else like no. I, I was i was never going to be an accountant yeah yeah that's beautiful i love that i love that and you're right like when you don't have much money like um you know my family we didn't start off uh wealthy as well like we uh my both of my parents are the same they make things they fix things they make things they make things what they've got and like you know they find things and change them and our house we we actually built our house as well we're owner builders so me my mom and dad and my parent and me like i remember like lifting plaster and painting and creating like different marble things in the house and cutting be you know like doing all kinds of things but yeah i totally understand and can relate yeah yeah yeah. it's it's amazing it's amazing the the difference the difference is is um it's the quality right so you know my my dad used to do building around the house and this is a personal story and i've not told this to anyone but i'll tell you everyone now and and um you know, he was building a set of stairs out of cement. And my grandfather from Puerto Rico came up and he was a craftsman. Mm. He, he did statues for churches. He did ornate steps and all this oh. stuff. And he was meticulous. And basically, he looked at what my father was doing and he pushed him aside and told him he would do it. Mm-hmm. I watched this man 
I watched my father struggle to make it. Yeah. I watched this man come in and within an hour make something gorgeous. Yeah. And the way he did it was so beautiful. Like he just did all this stuff and it looked like he was dancing with it and effortlessly with, with no sound, no noise, wow. nothing, just pure focus. And then he walks away and he's like, that's how you do it. You know? And for me that, that and I watched this unfold. My dad got frustrated because, you know, grandpa was like taking over and embarrassing sure. him. He wasn't. He was just like, you're not going to make crap. Yeah. While I'm here. Yeah. And I think that stuck with me. And I think a lot of my team would say that about me. Like, you're not going to produce garbage when I'm around. And that's how it should be. Like, if you have someone yeah. there who, who can, like, you have, you know, that's, I, I think that's a showing support. It's not like he could see that he's um, struggling and, and, and he wanted to clearly make something good and it wasn't coming together. So, like, you know, if you yeah. can do it, uh, like while you're with the person and like, you, you know, like that's a form of love. Yeah. And, it, it, and you know, and it's, it's lasted for even after the house was sold and everything. And I would drive by the house and I'd still see it. They changed it now, but like, yeah, uh, whoever the new owners are, but, uh, it, you know, it, it's just that impacted me so much that when I go to do stuff, I won't do 50 versions of of garbage i'll do three versions of something good yeah you know it take a hundred versions to get to the three versions but that's you know i'm only going to put forth what i think is is right and absolutely and timeless you know yeah Uh, i don't stress about timelines people do i I don't like because i know me and it's being self-aware being able to go like well we only have 10 hours and it's like five o'clock or, we, you know, it's five o'clock and we have to deliver this at nine o'clock or present. And I'm like, well, that gives me all night. Yeah. Where people, but people won't think like that. They're like, well, I have to go to this. I got to do that. I, you know, I, it is, it's unfortunate, but I've structured my life because a lot of, you can't live like that with people unless the people around you understand it. You yeah. Know what I mean? Otherwise there becomes tension and separation. Sure. And I've had my fair share of that as well. Yeah. But, you know, having this kind of passionate drive isn't without its faults. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Like, and the sacrifices and things that you have to make and it's just yeah. totally understandable. And I think that's what happens when you you have such a drive and you want to create yeah. magic. I, yeah. It, it's. It, I'm not saying everything I make is good, but I also know that that's why I have to make three times as much to get to the good. Yeah. Because I can't, I can't just make and go, Oh, this is awesome. Here we go. No, no. <laughs> oh, when it happens like that. Anyway, you always do yeah. something, you know, like you said, yeah. a hundred times before you're like, ah, nah, there it is. Yeah. It's a, it's a process and, and you're working against yourself a little bit. I, I've seen it time and time again with creators where it's like they hit a wall and, and, and it's just like, that's when you have to walk away. And that's where you just go, you know what? I need fresh eyes. So when I'm creating, I'll have a diversion. Yeah. Something to separate my angst from my eye. And, you know, so if someone's talking to me, I actually work better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Me too. I yeah. like, I like you have to split. Yeah. Exactly. Like I like a bit of music on. I like to have like, like, but not just like music on with the video clip too. 
yeah, yeah. I like to have that just playing something just there. I don't watch TV and stuff, but I'll have like YouTube work with certain music playlists playing and like having yeah. the while I'm thinking of like ideas and I'll have a few books out. I'm like, oh, hang on. Like I won't start a book from the beginning. I'll be like, no, no, I'm kind of looking for this section. Yeah. I'm just going to go straight to the middle. This is a, I want to know yeah. what that, what it's on about now. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, and I don't know if it's just the way our brains work that way or, or what, but having a bit of distraction is helpful. But weirdly for, for me, when it gets into like the, like 10 o'clock hour at night, that's when I like to have things a little quieter because mm. then, because I'm so used to working nights and overnights. Yeah. yeah. It's like that, that becomes like a really focused time for me where I just mm. go, Oh, this is, you can really start to vibe. And that's unfortunate for my sleep cycle, but like, cause the next thing you know, it's like four in the morning. You're like, shit. Yeah. 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 So all your, like, would you say more of your ideas have come during the night than during the day? Now, you know, ideas come randomly. They, whenever. They, whenever, like, it'll be something, spark something that sparks something, sure. you know. And I always have, like, a pen and a piece of paper. Like, I always have a pen, a piece yeah. of paper, or yeah. multiple, multiple notebooks and, you know. You know? Yeah. And, and the phone as well, where it's like, I'll be walking in the Costco or something and be like, Oh, that's cool. Let's, let's do that. You know? Yeah. 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 Let, let's go. You know, we can make something like this. I worked, uh, I know you had Brent Troy on a, uh, a bit ago, but I remember I was in a meeting with Brent and uh, <clears throat> I drew something cause I was a little bored by the meeting. It wasn't very important. And I drew something and I was like, oh, that's cool. And I drew something again. I'm still listening because, you, you know, as we just discussed, that having a distraction is good and you could really start to tune into two things at once. Mm-hmm. Truth the three things. And then I come out of the meeting and I say to Brent, I said, Brent, you ever see this? He goes, no, what is it? I said, it's a, it's a, it's a type, type side. He's like, what? I'm like, it's a, I'm like, I just need you to say yes, that I can explore this. And, and he goes, sure. You know, I don't even think he took me seriously. And then what I brought it back to the team. I said, I want to develop a type side because you know, a type face, mm-hmm. nobody knows a type side. And then we developed this whole type, everything. Like I, I don't have it, but uh, it's on, on my uh, personal site, but if you look it up and, it, and we, we put it to um, uh, the news literacy project and we created a whole campaign utilizing this type side and it, it was quite hard to read and it was to go against fake news. Basically, it took you a while to read the headline and the yeah. call to action was, if it takes you that long to read this headline, you should take that same amount of time to read every headline, no matter what, mm-hmm. you know, because, because like what was happening. Way. Yeah. Because you have to break down what the headline is saying because as, as our social presences and online presence have developed, you know, reading things through have shortened and this is not news to anyone. This is, you know, headline yeah. readers these phrases have been around for a while. However, the younger people are being raised in the middle of this and being brought up in the middle of this confusion. And they're not, um, they're not being taught to, to decipher this. They take it for fact or, 
you know, and I have a, a young son and I always tell him like, you got to read through that. Like, don't, don't take it verbatim, like really think through what, what they're trying to project. And he'll Absolutely. tell me, he'll tell me things. He'll look at something and he'll be like, oh, I know what they're trying to do there. <laughs> like, yeah, good for you, man. There you go. Yeah. 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 You know, because you, you want people to, you know, one of the headlines we had was uh, question everything. And, and I still, to this day, think to that, you know, it's like question. 100%. Everything. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. We did, we, we, did, we did make an app. I think I still have it on my phone. Hold please. What's it called? Uh, well, you can't download it now, but it was because it's, it's a couple of years old, but um, it was the, uh, the type gen- generator. Let's see if I still have, it was for the news literacy project. Uh, yeah. Teaches teens how to decipher headlines. Interesting. Yeah. No, no, that's interesting. You still have it? Uh, I'm looking. You know, I have way too much stuff on my phone. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's like crazy. And it becomes visual noise after a while, these little icons. Yeah, I go ahead and start deleting all these apps and deleting a few things. I'm like, I haven't used this in here. Why is it on my phone? I, well, I, I become a hoarder of apps. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, sure. d- I'll definitely look it up. Type side. Take, take a look at it. I, I, yeah, I yeah. No, no, I'll check it out. Speaking yeah. of questions as well, like since we, yeah. since we did mention that question, everything, let's question the question that we have today. Right, the, question, the, question? the question, listeners, the question is, how does memory reduce conflict? I did, uh, I did some research on this, which was found a few things that quite interesting. I didn't know this, but I did know but didn't know. Do you know, so the neuroscientists say that 50% of the details in our memory changes in 12 months. 50%. In 12 the months, details. The, the details, details in the memory will change. 50% of it will change in 12 months. Is that, that's proven. That's proven. That's proven by the neuroscientists. Uh, that's what they've proven. And um, Quite disturbing to me. Yeah, which I was just like, okay, so I, I was aware of that. I was aware that, okay, your memory changes over time, but oh, I didn't I, know that 50% yeah. of the detail yeah. will change in 12 months. Now, you know, there's different types of memory. Like they say, like, you know, your somatic and your episodic memory. Right. But um, they did this. They did this study on this guy. I don't know if you've heard of him. Apparently, super fam- like it's a famous uh, experiment. His name, this guy called Henry Henry Molaison. Um, they removed his part of his brain. They removed the hippocampus, right? Okay. And they found that okay, your memory is not in just one part of your brain. So they removed the part that's supposedly for memory, and they found that he still remembered things. But what he remembered was like somatic memory, so like facts and numbers and things mm-hmm. like that. But he didn't remember any events. So they realized, okay. okay, so memory, there's like why like this ways we remember that strengthen that strengthen memory. So right. they say there's like you need the emotional, mm-hmm. they need you need a place and you need a story. That's yeah. how you that's how you remember something so well. And there was this experiment that they did, all this competition. Do you know there's a memory competition? Is there? There is. They I'm did not so, trying. Okay, not so, that so, so the memory memory competition, I'm just like, okay. So what they do is they got them to remember numbers. So they had like numbers in th- pairs of three, but this whole sheet of numbers. Yeah. And yeah. the person that won the competition, like if you, she explains how she remembers it. And this is crazy, right? So let's say the number is like five, three, five, three, nine or something, right? She'll turn the groups of three into letters. So she'll be like, S-A-G. 
And then after turning them into groups of letters, she'll make us like a, a word or a story out of it. And so she also, so she takes herself to a place, like maybe a place where she lives and she's super familiar with like a, a certain route, okay, that she maybe goes yeah. to work, for example. So she remembers a place and then with each word, she with each three three numbers, there's a she changes them into letters and then makes them into a story around the place. So it's like she's walking through, I don't know, somewhere in New York City, I don't know, where, and, and she goes through a park and then in the park something happens, but she'll relate it to a three-letter word and make a story out of it and make emotion too. It's like, oh, this scary thing happened or this right. sad thing happened. So she takes, so she puts a memory, so she puts her emotion, a place and a story with it. And that's how she could literally Within minutes, she'll she'll read through all these numbers, and then put the put the sheet away and recall every single number on the sheet of paper. Wow! Wow! Well, that's that's visual memory. It's that's a visual it. way to visual. I think. Yeah. Right? So you're visualizing it in your head. You're doing a whole visual thing. I think that's how you know. Suppose you know the memory seems to be stronger. Well, it, it, it's important because it, I think it ties into the whole conversation, uh, obviously, because yeah, it's supposed to, but it, it, it does It does because visualizing what you want to do and, and seeing it, it gives you some ownership of it, especially if there's familiarity around it. So for this person, it was a route that uh, she would take or something like this with key points to, to, to remember. I mean, for me, like I believe all that. So it's fascinating I know the way I remember things is by visually thinking through, not remember, I see it in my head, like what happened at that time. Mm. It's like watching a movie. Um, so that's how I remember stuff. Exactly. No, that, that's perfect. Have you ever, oh, I'm just curious about this. Have you ever had somehow event, an event, maybe there was a birthday or something at your place or someone's place and there was a video, like some guy's filming everything, okay? And maybe there's mm -hmm. something breaks out, like an argument breaks out, okay? And maybe yeah. you, you saw it or you were in it or something. And then, you know, this video is put in the drawer for like 20 years or 10 years or whatever. And your recollection of the memory, like you think, okay, now this and this is this happened. This person said this, this is actually what happened. But then you go back and watch the video and you see what actually happened. You're like, whoa, shit. What I, what I thought happened or what I thought happened today is not actually what happened. Yeah. The only scenario where that has happened was what it, we it was something when I was very young I don't even remember the incident so much I recollect sort of the context of it but my we had uh, my mother's 80th birthday which is awesome um, and I had my brother do uh, like a, some sort of video and and it was all the old shots and I was like I'm like I know that but I don't know that part you know, and mm. I don't remember it clearly, but for the most part, anything of like my, my, from my late teens up until now, the, you know, made sure there was no video of that whatsoever. No I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, but I'm pretty clear on, on the memories of that there. I have more gaps in, in things than I do like getting it wrong. Because I, I quite focus on a thought and a memory and, and I lock down on it. And, it, you know, it's like 
No, it happened like this, you know, because I see it in my head, you know, especially if it's impactful. If it's not, then I just go, okay, whatever. It was an experience and it was great, you know, but, it, or it was bad. You know, I, you know, I tend not to, I tend to uh, record the good and the bad and replay what I need to replay when I need to replay it. And I mean, what I mean by that is like, hey, you replay the bad because you don't want to repeat it. Or, you know, you're, you're feeling kind of crappy about something, you know, and it's like, let me go through that again and analyze it, no matter how hard it is. And I'm quite analytical when it comes to things. So it's important to remember, memorize it. Like, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not going to sit there and be able to do that number thing. You know, it's, 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 if I need to do a phone number, I can do that because I visualize that and that's fine. But a big series of numbers, I'm not going to be able to do because I'm just not interested in doing it. Um, but if it's something I'm interested in, uh, I will remember. Like this conversation, I'm recording it in my head. Exactly. Yeah, no. And I think what would be good is six months from now, right? What was the oh, original? Let's do this experiment. Yeah, let's do the yes, experiment. Let's do the experiment. Then, okay. Six months from now. It. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm recording it so we could play yeah, it back. Exactly. But let's we recall can see. it. Then we can recall it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. Listeners will probably do that in six months. I'll get Aaron yeah. back on and see what he remembers and make yeah. sure he doesn't listen to it for six months. No, <laughs> you can't listen to the episode. But that's a great <laughs> experiment. Let's do that. I love that a lot. Yeah, and I totally agree with, like, I remember, like, especially if something's hurtful that happened yeah. to me, I'll remember it. I'm not going to, and it's because there's a lot yeah. of emotion involved. It's like the place, right. like, there's, the, you know, the place, who was there, what was said. I will remember for years, you know, like, you know, and it, because it's something that's replayed, it was hurtful because, you know, and, and they do say that well, you do replay negative experiences more in your mind anyway. Naturally, we do do that. So yeah. with this study or with these researchers and neuroscience saying that 50% of the details change, I don't know why. I just don't like, I'm just like, <laughs> they don't haven't changed with me. I, don't know. I, I know. That's how I go. I'm just like, gonna... I want them to, to test me now. I'm like, please <laughs> test me out. I'm sure they haven't changed. Uh, we're we're going to prove them right or wrong in six yeah, months. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Totally. Totally. Because like, so, yeah. like, well, just sorry to interrupt, but like right now what I'm recording is the positive experience from this and, and, and like, oh, it's a feel good. It's, it's a, it feels like I've known you forever. You know, B, I feel like we're right here hanging out, you know, exactly. chatting away like we would do, you know, and the first thing will, will come up six months from now. Oh, what do you remember with that experience? It was a very positive experience. It was mm. this. Then we had to get into the granular details about like, do you remember when you said this? Or yes. is this statement accurate? Is you know, and then we can see how much is sticky. Exactly. Back, moving it back to advertising stickiness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um in saying that, there was this other stuff, you know, like, you know, what you know, with criminals and cases and with law and stuff and you know, yeah. trying to get witnesses and all of that. So they did this study, right? This other study with young adults, okay? They made them they made did an experiment where they they made them believe that they committed a false crime. So oh, they didn't commit that. the crime. And then the scientists interviewed the people and ta by telling them they committed this crime twice, okay? And by the end of it, 70% of the people believed they committed the crime. You see, that, that's a horrible, horrible thing. And, and I don't know this to be true, but I watch a lot of true crime on YouTube. Yeah. And, and it seems like, you know, during interrogations, there's a lot of that that happens. 
you know, I, I don't know that to be true or not true, but you know, where they, they put a memory in, in your head and then the, the surrounding context, meaning all the people around you are telling you, you did this, you know, whether you did or you didn't do. And it's really meant to, you know, they're, they're like an honest person would never admit to it, but you know, it's 13, 14 hours of being interrogated and you're being broken down. It takes a very strong will to be like, no, nope, I didn't do it. Yeah. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, I didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I'd like to question one aspect of that is, is the people that they did the experiment on. Because if you have somebody who's meek or a little like, uh, I don't know. Well, submissive. they're not strong-willed, exactly, submissive. Right. Like, which, who are your selection criteria, exactly? Yeah, because you can easily skew that. If you you have like this alpha in there and you you, you put the alpha in there like, nah, I didn't do it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, they, don't, I don't they, don't, they don't care. Exactly. They yeah. have the, they're confident in themselves and what they exactly. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I reckon if you had if the majority of the people were uh, strong willed and confident in themselves, it wouldn't be skewed in that in that direction. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, totally agree. Like it, it really it's 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 interesting that people don't seem to um like they they sh- you know, I've seen people do that in, you know, family members, maybe manipulating family yeah. members about this is what happened in the past. And it's yeah. like, no, it didn't. Like, no, no, this is what happened. And they know, you know, they'll, they'll manipulate us, you know, the situation. Oh, it ha- happens all the time in families. It's, it, yeah. you know, it, uh, you know, growing up, you know, especially all boys, you know, it was just like, ah, you know, conflict all the time. I think that's probably why, you know, I can handle conflict because constantly in conflict yeah yeah yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah it's it's easy for people to be like no no this is what happened that's the part where i start to go well i'm gonna go down if you're gonna lock in on something yeah and you're gonna say it happened this way i'm not give you a quick example i you know like i'm not gonna say i have a friend from childhood I borrowed some personal items to make copies of, right? Some photos. Um, Cause we collect these photos of uh, artwork, mm-hmm. street art. And, and, and I, I, I give them back, but I give them back in disarray for years. He tells me I never gave him back. And I'm like, no, I, I gave him back. I, I know. I said, I, you can have mine. If, yeah. if you don't, I, I make copies of everything, you know, I yeah. scanned everything. Yeah. And then he would get very, you know, upset because he covered, we covered these photos, right? So, you know, it's very old street art from like the eighties, you know? Mm-hmm. So like it, it doesn't exist anymore. So, sure. um, you know, so, and then he'd bring it up once in a blue moon. It's like, how oh, you never gave me back those pictures. And I said, well, just take mine, you know, you know, and he would get irate about it. And then finally he found them, you know, oh. and, he, and he called me up and he's like, ah, I found the photos. I was like, I told you I never took them. It's like, it's like, uh, yeah, I, I'm like, is that your way of apologizing? <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, fine. Apology. I'm like, I wouldn't not give you back your stuff, you know? Yes, yeah. I give you back. You're in a mess, but like, I'm not going to keep it. Uh, but that's why I was talking about going down. Like, yeah. Because I know I'm right. Yeah. And there, there's nothing to be gained by arguing it. Up. Sure. Sometimes yes. it, the butt pushes you. It's like, no, this this is what well, happened. You have to like, you know? yourself, Tiffany. You have to yes. 
<laughs> you can't. You got. You got to be level-headed. Like, you know, I, I equate myself to like a, a sports car going too fast when they put the fin up. It's like I, I go down where I just get very mm. focused, and stuck to the ground. Where I'm like, okay, what's happening around me? Sure. Because I, I, it's not that I'm trying to avoid conflict. I'm trying to avoid unnecessary conflict. Yeah. There's a time and a place to have conflict and to really fight back. But over something silly of someone's opinion, a memory of something, just so that they feel justified, I rather talk to somebody who wants to work through it and say, you know, listen, I think of it this way. And I said, well, I thought about it this way. And then come to some sort of compromise and, and be good on that and then let the subject go. But sometimes it, 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 it just keeps happening, keeps happening, keeps happening. But uh, yeah, I tend not to escalate those things. No, no, that's so. I course that's the right method it doesn't get anywhere if you do escalate it so so what do you do like i know they say to to like improve your memory they say you know have a more active life meditate because meditation makes you focus so your memory is improved what do you i'm like i'm like aaron i'm sure you don't do those things so what do you do to improve your memory uh i have a lot of input like I, i i feel like i need a ton of input you know, and I start to triangulate things. Uh, one of the big things I do, because I'm a very believer, uh, I'm a believer in patterns, that the world has patterns. That's why I like looking at the ocean. The cycle mm. of the ocean is a pattern. Cycle yeah. of the stars. It's almost like the ancient Mayans and looking up at the stars and creating these maps of these things. And humanity has that. Uh, everything does. It has a pattern. And if you look at the patterns, you can analyze it. And then they become scenarios. Scenarios become visuals. And then you have your memory of what that is. Because you can easily go this to that to this. Mm-hmm. That's, that's almost like the math that, that I try to triangulate. So yeah. when, I, when I'm thinking about uh, a situation, I'm trying to remember the feeling first. And then I work backwards into the visual and then the memory. Yeah, no, I think I can relate. I think I'm doing that, but without thinking about it. Like, I don't, yeah. if I were not break it down. Do you know, as you were saying that, what made me think of, I used to lose a lot of things when I was younger. Uh, so I, a lot of things I'd lose them all the time and but I'd always want to backtrack I'm like where was I last okay before okay yeah. we're not, I was here but okay where was I before I was here and then I'd go there and then where was I before I was here and then I'd go there and I end up always finding my things but I'd always backtrack okay, okay go backwards go backtrack go backtrack yeah I, I love I love talking about that because I knock on wood don't lose anything and I'll tell you why I don't why <laughs> Because I have a whole regimen about it. Now, I've misplaced things. Mm. Don't lose them. Mm. For instance, I couldn't find my wallet. And first thing you do, well, I was just at that store and I know I took my credit card out there and maybe I left it there. And then the panic comes in. And then, you know, what comes into my head? Yeah. Wait, I don't lose things. So you put it somewhere. I put it somewhere for a purpose. And now I have to, like you, backtrack to remember where where it was. Where I put it, yeah. Where I put it. And sometimes it's in plain sight or it's camouflaged on something that's similar. But it's here. And, you know, same with keys and stuff. And and I know, weirdly, weirdly, this is weird. I have my keys in my front pockets and I have house keys in the right pocket, car keys in the left pocket when I bring my car keys. And I know what that feels like. Yeah. So as soon as I close the door, 
first thing I always check for sure is the house keys before yes. I even lock the door. Absolutely. And then as soon as I get out and I start to walk, I know the feeling of what it feels like to have the keys. Mm. And if I don't have my car keys and I need my car keys, then then I don't get past, I don't even get to the elevator. I just no. go you, you know what I mean? So it's about sensory awareness for every touch point of what you're doing. And it's, it is about being physically aware of your space, you know, and, yeah. and all that stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No, no. Yeah, absolutely. I think like in saying that now, I think I do misplay. Like I put things in places. Sometimes I forget. Yeah. But losing things I did a lot when I was younger, but now not so right. much. Now I am like, I know where I put when I know. Yeah. It might be messy, but I know where I put my things. But yeah, I, I think I'm also paranoid about losing stuff, so I won't. <laughs> so you yeah. won't as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just it. So this other, this other, um, another study uh, was saying that. Um, so it was. This is interesting. They're saying that you when when they they did an MRI on people, or fMRI, like to see what parts of the brain light up. So they told right. people to recall a past event, and they looked at what parts of the brain lit up. And then they asked them to think of a future event and they're the same parts of the brain lit up. And what they found that was interesting is that people were creating their sense of self based on this backward and forward recalling and creating of events. Ah, that's neat. Yeah. So they're projecting a feeling so it's a banked feeling i is it, i'm trying to understand this correctly so, so it, it's, just see if i'm right it's a it's a memory banked feeling that they can assign to the future outcome of an event is that accurate that i mean that makes sense doesn't it it's a recalled feeling yeah, so not, not just a recall feeling. So like they'll 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 you know anticipate an event or they'll create something else that they. Well, think anxiety is like that. Exactly. Exactly. Anxiety is exactly. a anxiety. Anticipation anxiety. anxiety. Well, think about it. Stage yeah. fright. That that's yeah. that's right there. I mean, that makes a perfect example. Or I, you know, people say I'm pretty good at public speaking, but I hate doing it, and yeah. I everything in my power not to, um, because I get stage fright and I freak out. So, um, because I'm like forecasting it going badly. Yeah. You know, from past experiences. Exactly. Awesome. Exa- exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's interesting that it like, but for people, interesting, but for me is that, you know, that creates people's sense of self. It's like, mm. well, if we didn't do the forecasting of an event or we forecasted it in the complete opposite direction as to where we th- thought, it, think it will go. Yes. How will that alter our sense of our, our own visual of our sense of self? Oh, it, it would completely change it. It would, yeah. it would 100% change it. You can alter your whole way of thinking. The, the, um, this kind of taps into that talk I did in China, which about data. Like what I was getting at with the data talk, which is now old and people know this. I mean, crypto is a good example of this, but um, is that all the information that everyone's worried about, like the data collection, the algorithms, it's all coming from us anyway. As a collective, as a collective, we can change the outcome of that data, which would then change the results of what the company's trying to achieve. So we could gain that. And I think like the retail traders, um, Robinhood had done a good job of doing that with like GameStop, uh, GameStop and things like that. But as a collective, 
we can change algorithms, you know, and then yeah. folks come change their behavior, you know, so that's projecting what they want to happen in the future. And if you know, and it's the same thing about being, uh, being aware of like, I'm, this is what I've done with my, my speaking to get around my speaking. I know I will flub mm. well aware. I will flub in the first five minutes, but I will finish very strong. And yeah. that's the memory that everyone will be left with. So I now am more calm when I go into that because I've worked around what will happen. Yeah. And what's the worst case scenario that will happen. But I've frozen on, on a podium before, yeah. you know, and all I had to do was introduce somebody and I just froze and I was like, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, so to try to work past that, you, you have to come up with these things, but pe- people, if they, you, this is a, such a big subject where you just brought up because if, if people who come from bad, bad beginnings, visualize and try to switch that negativity instead of staying in that negativity, which is comfortable. It's what they know, you know, into a positive, then they'll be able to achieve more. I mean, a matter, fact, I, a matter of fact, I, I know a podcaster who's creating a, a, a some sort of therapy around that same idea. Do you, do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, I think I might know who you're talking about. <laughs> just, just wondering. Just, just, just wondering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but it's absolutely true. Um, it, it's, it's a powerful tool to give somebody. To give, them sight, give them sight, give them vision you know, and the ability to, to, to see what their potential is. It's absolutely. Massive. It's huge. It's absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Aaron, I love this whole conversation. This was fantastic. Thank you so much. Me and you can yeah. like go off into so many different things. I want to do like another 10 different topics with you. Like, yeah, why not? This is yeah. amazing. Thank you so much for like, you know, diving into this conversation with me and being vulnerable and sharing stories that, that are from us. So thank you so much. And I'd love to ask my guest speakers, um, you know, how was the conversation with me talking about all these things, talking out loud about diving into these different things? How has it made you reflect or highlight anything to you? Uh, well, it's, it's strange. It's, it's hard because I feel like almost like fraudulent in a sense because I get along with you so well. Yeah. It, it, there's not any like it's not like i just met you so i can't really react it's like i enjoy our conversations and we've had many conversations that kind of spiral like this and we will continue to have conversations that spiral like this so in a sense i feel very fortunate that we've made this connection we have the ability to do it and and, and truthfully it's a natural thing there's nothing forced about it hopefully your listeners can pick up on that you know, and we've never met in person. We spoke a handful of times, but usually it's like old souls connecting and going, boom, let's just catch up on the real, on the real, um, the real world, the real life, the real everything. And this is where we're at. So this is just another one of our conversations. That's it. Just recorded this time. It is. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Aaron. Like, and I totally like, likewise, like I feel the same way. Like I've told you, you know, before yeah. we spoke, I'm like, you know, it's like, you know, you, you, it's special as well. Cause you know, when you yes. have those such genuine, deep, real connections, you're like, whoa, like, yeah. I'm so grateful for this. Like, I'm so happy yeah. this person, yeah. we cross paths and I can't wait to meet you in real life. 
I know it's gonna be great. Yeah, I can't wait. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, I can't wait. So yeah, thank you so much for for coming onto the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Get to Know You. If you enjoyed this podcast, rate, review, and share the podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can tag me at Get to Know You with Tiffany Farag. In my mission to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, I want to hear from you, listeners. The question again: How does memory reduce conflict? Leave an audio, video, or a message on the Facebook or Instagram page of your response to today's question, including your name and where you are from. We'll include some different responses in next week's Get to Know You Cafe to further deepen dialogue on this topic. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss, be sure to tag me in a post with your question. Join us every Tuesday on Get to Know You.